Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. In our episode today, I'm going to be referencing a couple of images, and I'm going to drop them down there right in the show notes. Oh yeah. So check those out if you're able. We want to thank Danny from our friends over at Tales from the Lich for lending his dulcet tones to us today. And if you guys want a chance at voicing a character in an upcoming episode, lucky for you, we're running a contest right now. Send us an audio file of you telling us which episode is your favorite and why, and you'll be entered to voice an upcoming NPC. You can email us those files at tblazernetwork at gmail.com. That's the letter T, blazernetwork at gmail.com. Entries must be no more than 30 seconds, and you can pick from any episode of either Trailblazers or Pathfinder Academy. Last time on Trailblazers, the party left a huge concert and went to a warehouse to steal all the information on the tram they were escorting that was transporting the canister. After getting the info they needed, they embarked on a public tram to get back to the base. There, they were ambushed by Baron Samiti, and through a brutal fight, barely escaped with their lives. But Booker was not so lucky. Thrown off the tram, the party brought his crumpled body back to base, where Stallion tried to tend to him, while the party got chewed out by Marcus for their mistakes. Stallion interrupts their shouting to give a dire report on Booker. Will Booker survive? What will the party do now? Is the information they got worth all the pain they went through to get it? Find out this week on Trailblazers! I'm sorry, but... He's not going to make it. I don't have the equipment here or the supplies or honestly even the expertise to take care of him the way he needs to be taken care of. He has a fractured skull. He's got a punctured lung. He's, his lungs are filled with fluid. He His his arm it needs to be amputated. There's just I can't do any of this to take care of him. I can't even make him stable. He needs to be in the hospital 10 minutes ago. And, and Mark is just like quietly seething and he's thinking. And he says, show me. And he walks out with Shiva, uh, with, with Stallion and leaves you there alone in his office. Kintaro comes up and he puts a hand on your shoulder, Landris, and he says, are you okay? I just got like a thousand yard stare going on. It takes me like a second to register. And I look around, I'm like, no, not at all. What, what, what about your injuries? And he's like looking at you, and you're, you're, you've gone through so much adrenaline, it's only now starting to drain, and you're starting to feel the pain of being burnt, of being bashed with a flail, of being torn at by monsters. Oh, yeah, my face is matted in blood, probably, because Baron sucked the Absolutely. blood out of my face. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yep, definitely. So, yeah, nah. I, I, just, I like, look down. Like yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Shiva uh, actually leaves the room. She she almost storms out. Looks like she's following Marcus. Vic, do you think we should should we go say something? You mean to Booker? I mean, who else? Yeah, yeah, we should. You guys head over to the infirmary, which is way better than calling it the med bay. Um, it's linguistics, folks. So you head over there and you see uh. Like near the door, like right on the entrance as soon as you, you get in, right? Uh, Shiva and Marcus are having it out. And you hear Shiva saying, I'm telling you, it was magic. And Marcus is like, you know, Shiva, I can't, I, I didn't expect this from you. You know that there's people that do this and they rely on the fear that comes from people thinking they're using magic. There is no magic. You're being played as if you were a child, all right? You shouldn't let this guy affect you like this. Affect me like this? I didn't let him affect me with his words. He did it pretty well with his fire. 
And they're just shouting back and forth. And you hear Tally say, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. And everything gets quiet. And he looks over at her. If you'd stop yelling for 10 seconds and get your head out of your butt long enough, you'd see that Booker wasn't the only one who got hurt. And he looks around and he sees you, uh, Victor, burnt, bashed, bruised. He looks over at Landris. Same thing. He looks over at Shiva. Most of what that was left or that was organic is scarred and messed up. And of course he looks over at Booker. Marcus sighs deeply. Tally. Get Booker and the vertebrae take him to the hospital. Koba, he goes over and he writes something on a piece of paper. Call this number and tell him Marcus Sanders wants to talk. Make sure to use my last name. Tell him it's an emergency. Stallion, see to Victor, Lanris, and Shiva. And Marcus leaves. And they put um, Booker wait, on wait, a gurney. Wait. I, no. I, I want to go after Marcus. Okay. He stops and looks at you. Like and I'm, I'm letting him walk away a bit because I want to be out of earshot of other people. Okay, sure. Look, this is the most messed up thing to say. But if you're planning on saving Booker, it might not be the best idea. He, ga- he gave Baron our names. He talks about the canister in plain conversation. I, I, and like I put my face in my hands, like I know it's, I shouldn't be thinking like this, but this might be for the best. He turns his back to you and says, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. And he keeps walking. Uh, I walk back. Uh, at that point, Booker is taken away, and uh, v- Victor is on a uh, kind of like a gurney, not a gurney, whatever, you know, it's a table, medical table. Uh, they put you on it, and you see Shiva's lying on one, and um, Dr. DeSocio is there, and he's like, Subject Shiva, you're, you're, you're operating, you're, you're, you're moving. This is amazing. Everything has worked. All my, all the dreams of what we had for you have come true. Here, here, let me take care of you. And he goes over to start tending to her wounds, and she grabs his hand as it comes near him, like near her. And she kind of sits up, and she starts crushing it and bending it. And he kind of falls to his knees, and he's holding his wrist. He's like, like, let it go. Listen, you wouldn't break the hand of a violinist right before a performance. And uh, Stein goes, Shiva, Shiva. And Shiva lets it go. And Stein goes over and says, Doctor, why don't you go take care of Victor and Landerus? I'll take care of Shiva. And you see Shiva has, like, dark liquid is just spreading from the crotch of her pants outwards. And um, and Stallion puts, like, a curtain between you guys, and she starts trying to take care of Shiva. And Dr. DeSocio comes over, and he starts looking at you guys. He goes... Well, with the equipment I have on hand, there's not a lot I can do. I can try to set some bones, stop some bleeding, uh, sew you up, but uh, you're just going to have to heal with time. We just don't have the equipment here to take care of you. And so he starts taking care of you in that way. He starts cleaning um, some of the the burn wounds, leeching them. And he goes, now listen, uh, these are some pretty severe burn wounds. This is going to be uh, pain for quite some time. You're going to have, we're going to have to do some leeching. It's going to bleed, um, um, seep. It's just going to be very bad. Burns are very difficult. 
The good thing is, it's it did not reach any sort of threshold. If it reaches a certain percentage of your body, you're, it's impossible to save you. Uh, but it has not reached anywhere near that threshold. It's just going to be rather painful for the next couple of weeks unless we can get you some equipment. Um, I have a bunch of stuff here. If we can get different raw supplies, I can make stuff for you. But uh, let me just sew you up and try to take care of it. And you wince, uh, Lanris, as he touches the top of your head. And you're like, what in the world did he just touch that hurts so badly? And uh, you kind of feel up, and part of your ear is off. Oh, that's... And he's like, no, don't touch it. I'll take care of it. Wait, what, what, what is that? Uh, well, unfortunately, it looks like not all of you came back from the tram. And he holds up a mirror, and you see half of your ear is cut off. Uh, a whole half? A whole half. Oh, I'm pissed. <laughs> I immediately put the mirror down. <laughs> You start, you, you smash it and start laughing, and then all of a sudden you've become the Joker from Batman 1. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry about that, guy. I, I didn't tell you about that ear. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. I bet I look pretty bad, too. Um, speaking of looking bad, you see that Victor's tail is, like, bent maybe a foot at the top. And... And that's where the uh, socio starts working on it. He's like, now this is going to hurt. I'm going to do it in one, two. And he snaps it back. Uh, and he starts he starts wrapping with bandages and things. Uh, he goes, now this is going to be uh, permanently crooked. I'm sorry. The last end of your tail is going to hook. You guys got in some trouble, eh? Yeah. It was pretty bad. So uh, for the next maybe 20 minutes, you guys are going to be taken care of. Um you're, you're not going to receive any HP back, but you guys did do one mission of one tier of the med bay so that you can buy any sort of um, supplies for half price and you can admit, thing be administered to you now. So let me know if you want to buy anything uh, to heal yourself. Yeah, I want to buy something to heal myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I'll buy Hemochem grade 3 for um, 30 hit points over a minute. Okay, so it's half a 750, which is math. <laughs> uh, 375. Yeah. Alright, so you're going to get 30 HP back. About you. I want the same. Okay, minus 375 gold. He uh, he, he mixes some stuff up for you, um, and he injects it into you guys. And it, it heals... The, the best part about this is it heals the burns quicker, which is... <laughs> Just that just takes so long to recover. You're so happy we have this technology and that you can afford it. So you actually you've you've bound all these wounds, but you're left scarred. You're left with a lot of burn scars, with just a lot of cut. And the worst thing is you were you were bashed, so some of your bones just didn't set right. And every once in a while you twist in the right position, you like pinch different nerves, or you feel like you're oh my ribs digging into something. Um because a lot of that was just smashing with a flail. Um, but you guys are, are get recovered in some ways. And uh, the curtain goes back and Shiva kind of stands up and she uh, looks better. But it's just kind of a sad sight to see what was left of her get disfigured. And she walks out of the room. She doesn't want to be in the room right now, it looks like. And uh, the socio looks at you and says, she is, what a wonder she is. I... I'm uh, I'm surprised you guys activated her, but obviously she must be uh, very useful, huh? Those, I bet those augmentations have been proved very useful. 
you, you know she thinks she, you, you tortured her. We did torture her. Yes, yes, but uh, obviously there's there's some forgiveness if she's going to turn herself in for me, yes? <laughs> D- did you talk to her about it? No, but that was the deal I made with you when we came here. We were going to trade her life for mine. You should probably run it by her first. Not mean... just jump right into it. This this was the deal we made when I came here. You made this deal with me. I didn't promise you forgiveness. Oh, well. And it doesn't matter as long as I can deliver her and get the uh get the cleaners off my back. Uh You got are you doing anything else? I point to my ear. No, I do recommend though that you uh you uh we've cleaned those wounds, but you there's a lot of blood and things. Uh you'll you'll look better after a good cleaning. Are the showers running yet? Um, Stein says, uh, yes, they are. I, I look down, and I'm, like, covered in my blood. Like, <laughs> my clothes are covered in, like, Booker's blood, too. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to treat him. Ask how I get off and walk toward the showers. Hey, uh, Landris. Huh? What were you and Marcus talking about? <sighs> nothing. Just, I'm pissed at him. I don't know, this whole thing's weird. I'm I'm angry at him too. I uh The guy knows who we are now. <laughs> you sure? He seemed to seemed to take a lot of joy in our names. Yeah. Oh Baron, I thought you meant Marcus. Yeah, Baron. Sorry. sorry. Uh well, I mean <laughs> he knows who I am. Uh, no offense, but Victor's not the most uncommon name. I've never met another Lanris. But what if he does? What if he could trace it back? I got Sarah, I got my parents. I mean, I understand. I'm, I'm mad at him too, but I don't want him to die. You know? He's a kid. He, he's, we all make mistakes. He's, he's not a kid. He acts like a kid. There's a difference. It's younger than us. Closest thing we got right now. Two years? Three years? You're gonna let him off that easy for putting Sarah in danger? No. No, I'm not, but... I'm not, but he... he, He's messed up bad. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And what else is there to do? Probably gotta pull our families out of wherever they are. Bring them here. Yeah, I guess we need to figure that out real quick, huh? I just need, like, ten minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go on, man. The bathroom, sorry, the showers are much like um, what you would find in maybe, like, a freshman dorm room where you go into, like, sort of a separate area and there's, like, almost cubicles with just a little curtain in between uh, to to separate you from the outside world. Mm -hmm. That's what there is for you. How many are there? Uh, Maybe half a dozen. Yeah, Vic. Like, Vic. I took off my bow and, like, my weapons and equipment. But, like, seeing that my armor and clothes are drenched in blood, I actually just leave them on, walk into the shower, and just, like, put my head against the wall and turn it on. What about you, Victor? He's gonna give Landris, like, a couple of minutes, and then he's gonna head that way and shower off as well. He's not gonna say anything to him. Once he showered off, he I do want to find someone. Um, 
who would know something about how to get in contact with Sarah or Vic's parents. So uh, my parents. So e- any one of those. All right. Uh, Landris. Yeah. While you're showering, you hear the curtain open up. <laughs> I, I, I'm like still in shock, so I don't even look. <laughs> and and it's a guy with a shotgun and he kills you. Oh, no, it's Booker. <laughs> it was a trap the whole time. Um, um, all right. So then you feel um, somebody put their hand on your shoulder and start like giving you like a little shoulder rub. And you hear Kentaro say, um, here, pass that over here. And he points to the soap. I don't look where he's pointing, I look at him, and I'm like, Kentaro, like, any other time. You can't reach your back, hand me the soap. Like, no, any other time, but right now. Alright, man. Puts his hands up, backs up, and closes the curtain. I just, like, slump on the floor. I feel my ear. It's probably still tender, I assume. Absolutely. Ears are super sensitive. Super sensitive uh, for cat folks. That's one of the spots when cat folks are with together. They're tender with one another with their ears. So it's just so sensitive to touch with this cut. I probably touch it and I probably cry just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> but like teardrops and rain. It's unnoticed. <laughs> but like that quote from that weird movie. For being a weird movie, it, a, uh, it would be one of the biggest, I think... Uh, sources of the, of the genre we're in. This, oh, definitely. Uh, cyberpunk yeah. genre. <laughs> Thank you, Harrison Ford. Yeah, thanks for your really <laughs> weird rapey performance with that <laughs> at that one point in that movie. Blade Runner for everyone who's like, what are you guys talking about? Here, let us include you in on the conversation. <laughs> let's just let's just you know plug in an audio version of Blade Runner right here. <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie. All right, we're we'll back in about two hours. Yeah. All right. So, Lanris, uh, uh, Victor. Mm-hmm. You go around, and um, it's actually not long before you you come across um, Koba, and you see she's waiting outside Marcus's room, office. Hey, uh, hey, Koba. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Heard you had a rough day. Yes, uh, extremely rough. It got hurt really bad. Booker might not make it. I don't even know what's going on there. Uh, anyway, he ended up. Making a mistake, stupid, open up his mouth, <sighs> send our names. So the Baron guy, he knows our names. And I'm mm. worried. I'm worried for my wife and for my parents. Well, you know, that's actually why I'm here. Marcus wanted to update um, earlier. He'd assigned me on your request to contact your wife. I'll tell you what I'm going to tell him in a minute. Uh, I found her. Um, I got there and I. I'm, I'm sure I wasn't followed, by the way. I uh, left her just a very simple note that just said, I love you. I'm safe. We'll get in contact soon. That's all I could leave. I didn't. Uh, hopefully she understands that means it's from you. But in case anyone did get that, I didn't want them to yeah. know that you were in contact with her. I hope that's enough for you. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's smart. So smart. Uh, she'll get that. Thanks. Uh, I, I Thank saw you. her through the window. She she's a very pretty girl. Yeah. How how how'd she? End I up don't don't like ask. You? I don't I don't know. It's just <laughs> I'm blessed, man. Uh, woman. Uh, whatever. Uh, look, we need to we need to get in contact with them again and just tell them to 
go into hiding or something. I don't know. Come here. I don't know. But something, he could trace them back. Yeah, I'm maybe. worried about that. He finds um, us all the time. And like, I don't know how, but he, before he didn't even know our names. He just knew what we looked like. And now he knows our names. And he, I mean, I just, I don't know what to do. Well, I'll be happy to help you out if Marcus gives us the go ahead. Yeah. I know Thanks. where she is now. I know right where to go. Yeah. Thank you. How's Victor? How's Lanris? Um, he's uh, not good right now, but I think I did a number on you guys, huh? Just give him some space and some time to think. And I think he'll be okay, but I don't know. She I'm not really on. the people person or the, the anthro person. I don't know, whatever you, but I'm not really that kind of. I don't know what to do. Shiva was going on and on about that it was real magic. You guys get that feeling too? Oh, it's definitely magic. She seems really convinced. Oh, I know it. I've seen it. He can summon creatures made of fire. He can... He sucked blood out of Landris. It's just like face. He's, Hmm. He's doing something. That's not what I know of. It just makes him kind of all the more scary. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. Well, listen, we're all here for you. As soon as Marcus has any sort of plan of action, I'm ready to go. What's he doing now? I don't know. He told me to come and report to him, and I'm just waiting for him to let me in. I think he's trying to still take care of Booker. He's been on the phone. Probably shouldn't be around. He's kind of mad at us and I don't really mad at you guys for what getting the crap beat out of you for you think that would be enough of a punishment going out unsupervised or I don't know we kind of went to a concert and uh, he got kind of upset about that even though we didn't get in the fight until after our mission that we I don't know I don't know I'm kind of mad at him because he just jumped down our throats and we weren't The door really... opens up and Marcus is standing there. I immediately go quiet. <laughs> Koba, come on. And uh, she kind of gives you a warm smile, kind of a sympathetic smile, and she goes in and the door closes. Um, well, now I'm by myself, so I um, will go back to the room. Okay. You find that your room is refurbished. There is now, at this point, uh, it's it's still only one bed, but now there's a room next to your room and a room next to that that's all ready. One for you, one for Landris, and one for Booker. Mm. You guys now have individual rooms, and they're nice, and they've seemed to... There's been this whole building now, you're kind of have time to notice it. It's really this, this re, um, refurbishing has really gone down quickly and well did they give us any like change of clothes or anything yeah you sure yep you have clothes in your closet that's what i'm gonna do is just change it to something clean okay and kind of just wait around until landris comes back all right landris what's up with you (laughs) after sitting on the bathroom floor for a while uh, I eventually contract a terrible disease. <laughs> no, no, it's free. It, it, I'm the first person that uses the bathroom, so I'm actually taking advantage of this before there's the horrible nice. disease. I'm like, I'm not gonna get the chance to do this again, so I just take a seat. 
<laughs> and I sit for a while, and I think. I eventually get up, and like I said, I wore my armor and coat <laughs> into the bathroom, so I'm like squashing as I walk and dripping everywhere. <laughs> I just and I just go sit outside Marcus's office. Granted, there's someone in there. Okay. Yep. After a while, Koba comes out, and she. I guess she just didn't notice you. She keeps walking. And uh, Marcus is now alone in his office. I uh, I guess I knock. Come in. I, I open the door. <sighs> Landris. We should have a group meeting or something. Yeah, that was about what I was going to do next. Why don't you like rally a- everybody up? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll meet in... Um, it's me in the auditorium. I walk out and go knocking on doors, leaving a trail of water. <laughs> All right. You eventually get to your room where you now see what I described earlier, nice private rooms. You get one I knock on what would be Victor's room. Come in. Now you come out. We're having a meeting. Oh, are we? I open the door. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. But I have some ideas. I was thinking. Not what are we doing? How are you doing? I... I should really be used to messing stuff up like this, but I guess I'm not. Once we... I just want to move forward. We need a course of action. I want to sit here... And mope about what happened, I just want to know what we're doing next. You're blaming yourself for all this. Not entirely, no. I still think most of this is Booker's fault. But I'm not allowed to say that, because he's, di- he's still dying. I mean, it's it's all of our fault. No, life just sucks. No, we, we made a s- stupid decision. We knew we should have went to the concert. We did it anyway. We didn't really know. They didn't... They haven't prepared us for any of this. I mean, I, I know Tally should have been on Baron. I was pissed about that, but it was still a stupid decision. I, you know, I, lo- I love making stupid decisions, apparently. Well, I think everybody's just to blame right now. We're not sure what we're dealing Uh, I don't know. Let's go to the meeting, see what they have to say. Squish, 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 squish. <laughs> All right, you all get to the auditorium. You wait a little bit till everyone is kind of getting in there. Um, you're getting a lot of sympathetic eyes, um, which you kind of think eventually you know, it's like, oh, that's nice. Eventually, it's like, all right, maybe stop staring at me. Um, uh, Shiva sits right with you guys, though. She sits right with you guys. She's she's not like separate. Like everybody else, keeping a little bit of distance. She apparently wants rather be closer to you than the rest of everybody else. And uh, she just kind of silently looks over you at guys and gives you just like a little nod. Nod pack. And uh, in comes Marcus. And instead of a big presentation like he usually does, he just sits on the edge of the um, stage and looks at everybody. There's an old nautical saying, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. A lot of unexpected things happened today, and 
there's going to be a lot of consequences moving forward. Having Booker in the hospital opens us up to a lot of danger. Having Lannis and Victor's name out there for Baron to know opens us up to a lot of danger and danger to their families, danger to people we care about. And there's a way to adjust our sails to move forward. And there's a way to let it rip our sails and drive us into the rocks. And this evening I drove us into the rocks. I'm sorry. For a lot of things. Not least of which is for tearing you guys down right after you got back from a horrible experience. I was angry like you guys were at the situation and I took it out on you and I am sorry. And in my experience in life, saying sorry doesn't mean a lot and there's nothing you can really do to earn any sort of forgiveness. So I simply am going to say sorry and I'm going to show that I'm sorry through my actions that you might find that I truly am. We got a lot of things we're juggling now and we're adding on to them with what has happened tonight. And I think that um, instead of me telling everybody what we're going to do, I'm going to open it up and I want to hear what you guys think we need to do next. And after we hear everyone's thoughts, we're going to make a decision together on how to move forward. I'll start off saying what's happening with Booker. He's in the hospital and we are going to try to save his life. It's going to cost us some stuff. But we, I think uh, there's no other real option we could do. And he kind of like locks eyes with you, Landris. I kind of glare back. Um, he looks away. He breaks the contact. So that's happening. And we're going to have to figure out how to deal with that. But I have put forward a plan to help pay for his hospital bill. So I think that is something that is taken care of. But I open up the floor. Shiva, Landris, Victor, you're the ones that were attacked tonight. I guess you should be able to talk first. Ah, uh, well, I've been thinking. Uh, Baron is obviously a very powerful individual, although there's some dissent on the nature of his powers. I can tell you firsthand that there's something unlike anything I've seen before. But he is still just one person or maybe he's working for a group of people but he's still just a person he found us because we made a mistake he was watching popular areas and he saw us and now he thinks that we've made another mistake in releasing these names and it was a mistake but we might be able to capitalize off that how many people have, how many of you have heard of anyone other than him, and I point to Victor, named Victor? A couple of them kind of not in recognition. How many of you have heard of someone named Lanris? Nothing. Baron's just a person. He has two names to work with. One is going to get him hundreds of of things to filter through. The other one is going to be a sure match straight to my family. Baron has caught us off guard 
every time we've seen him, and we've still put a dent in him. Now we know where he's going to go, and we can meet him there. Marcus is kind of nodding a little bit. My sister lives in her apartment. My parents live elsewhere. I might be able to get that contact my sister and get them all in one area, and we can wait for Baron there. Koba kind of sits up. I um, went to Sarah's house, Sarah's Victor's wife. Um, she seems safe. Obviously, this was before this went down. Um, but I know where she is, so if we want, we can bring her here so that um, maybe she's safer in case he does choose to track down Victor. Uh, I think maybe what Landers is saying is right, that maybe we can leave her where she is. Any sort of movement might trigger something and really focus on. Uh, what's your sister's name? Adalia. Adalia. I'm good with that, man. I'm good with uh, not attracting any more attention to Sarah than, than what's already been. So, yeah, I mean, let's concentrate on her right now. Everyone seems to kind of nod and agree. All right. Sounds like a good... Marcus is speaking. Sounds like a good plan. I'll draw something up. And this time, we'll be the one ambushing him. And uh, here's what I hear from you. I know this is going to hurt, but tell us about how he fought. Are you going to listen to us? He kind of closes his eyes for a little bit and says, yes, yes I am. Does Bird record what he hears at all? Because I would want to play back the his magic seance words. Yeah, sure. Why? Yeah, that sounds great. I like it. I I set Bird over and wave the glove around and play back the when he was calling to summon stuff. Sure. And then like Bird again like translates and, and says these these languages, and Marcus is like these languages are languages from the old world. They're they're only ever preserved here through academia. Marcus, it was magic. All right. Let's say it is. Okay, it is. If it wasn't magic, for how much that guy was doing, he would have to have crystals falling out of his clothes. I didn't see a single one. Alright, then I think, unless anyone here happens to be an expert on magic, it might be beneficial if we went to somebody who is, and find out how to fight against it. Who is? I think I can can rustle up a couple names. Um, alright, tell me about how I fought. Fire? Here's Shiva go. Lots of fire. Yeah, a whole lot of fire. I mean, everything he he would he'd bring creatures. I guess summon them. And they'd be fire creatures, all of them. And he had fire. He he his weapons were inflamed. He uh he did something to Landris and just like uh made him bleed real bad. I mean Can you explain that, Landris? He sucked the blood out of my face with his hand. I don't want to relive it. It was gross. Yeah, it was gross. He set up uh, walls, invisible walls. Yeah, we had to we had to shatter the box. walls to get out. So turn to smoke. He would disappear from one place and show up in another. Teleportation, I guess you might call it. All right. So if we do find him. We're going to have to be careful not to be grouped up too much. He can trap us all in a box, and we have to be sure that wherever he, he can't just teleport out of whatever trap we've put him in. 
A lot of fire. I want you, uh, Tar, I want you to procure us some zero guns. All right. I think the best thing to fight fire with is ice. Don't you guys agree? Yeah. Though I will say, hitting him with my hammer hurt him pretty bad. Okay. Uh, another thing I want you to do, Tar, is I want you to abandon whatever other projects you're going on, and I want you to get us some more armor. All right? I want you to get us some state-of-the-art armor. Uh, I'll move some of the funds that we were using to get some security systems around here, and I want you to use that money to get us some armor. All right. Let's talk about the things that uh, we were doing before today. What happened with the mission going to their uh, business offices and getting the records? We got a name of a business. Okay. Phone number two, or whatever number, uh, contact number. And we got the address the cancer was going to. Okay, that's good. That's real good. Datadyne. They only started in the last year or so. We don't even know if those documents are real. Hmm. And all they shipped was this canister? Mm, no. They shipped a couple other things. I don't, I don't remember, Caleb. What else they, did they... Because they did have stuff expanding back to a year. Crystals, mostly, I think. Yeah, it was a bunch of supplies. Food, crystals, other stuff that you normally get shipped, but it was all being shipped to Upper Kadesh, which is strange. That never happens. All right. Kentaro, I want you to get on the phone and call the state of dying. I want you to get, get some information off of them, okay? I don't want anyone to do anything tonight. I want us all to get some rest, okay? Uh, except I think that what is time sensitive is the issue with your family, Landris. So, Koba, I know you just came out from on duty. Um, I want you to see if you can't at least go go find her, see if she is okay now. And I want you to keep an eye on her um, until we get the ambush set up in case he gets to her first. We can get her out of there. Which means, Tally, I'm going to have you... Um, to stand by on the vertebrae. Koba, what happened with your mission to the club? Oh, I can't remember its name. Yeah, Raver's Fantasy. Yeah, I followed Suchin Ra. He's a guy that, uh, he's very unimaginative and very uninventive. Uh, inve- uninventive? He's very boring. Um, there's plenty of areas where we can intercept him to question him further if we want to figure out what happened uh, a little more with Shiva or if you want to do whatever. There's places we can ambush him very easily. Um, he doesn't seem to run with too heavy a guard, especially if we use a couple of us. Um, he does seem to carry some guys with him at all times, but nothing I don't think that we can handle, especially if we get the upper, the, the surprise on him. And uh, Juliet Hall is still a lead that we haven't followed, which is the person who actually sold Shiva to Dr. DeSocio. Which, by the way, DeSocio is not in the meeting. Just so you know, when you we do question that guy, he's going to talk a lot. Like, a lot. That is the, I think, another thing that we need to address. Um, he is, we've deceived him into thinking that we're turning Shiva over to his, to this Solzhenitsyn guy. Uh, and we need to leverage this to find out where this is to set up a meeting. as another thing we can do to to get some leads on Project Dark. So these are the missions that are before us. Wait, I got I got another question. Um, Baron just killed a whole tram full of people. And I assume he's done stuff like this before? How come I've never seen his face on the news? Not one poster, nothing. It's a good question. It's a question I've been pondering myself. I think after today, though, 
this is something that I don't know how they don't report on it. I mean, killings in a club in a random area can be written off as gang violence. It can be written off as any sorts of things. The the tram being attacked, it was very easy to blame it all on Gemini. But I think this, there's got to be a headhunt. There's got to be. Do we have any connections with the media? I could try to pull some strings, but I don't have a lot of connections we, in the media. We can get a whole... You guys have been following him, right? You have data on him. We can get a whole list yes. of all the people he's killed and release it and release his picture. If the media doesn't, we can do that. There will be a lot of people that want him dead. He's, he's hmm. killed families. He's killed... Heck, he's probably killed gang members. They'll want blood for what he's done. Hmm. That's a good point. It's something we could pursue, but... There's a reason I started this organization. It was because of the indifference of people who control the media, the indifference of the police, the their inability to act, the, the judges and law officers that buy and sell justice for money and wipe their mouths like Solomon's whore and say, it's my calling and are never troubled at it. That's why we're here. So we can try to pursue this, but I honestly don't foresee a lot coming from it. But it's worth looking into. Maybe we don't even need the media. If enough people figure this out, they'll spread it around and they'll want justice. We won't need the upper judges and courts to take care of it. The people will take care of it. For now, everyone, get some sleep. Tomorrow I'll have the missions divvied out. Koba, bring bring some uh, energy bars, all right? We'll, we'll put you on a 12-hour rotation, okay? And I'll have somebody sent out to replace you. That way we always have an awake eye on her, okay? Is that okay, Landris? Yeah. All right. Should I send... I can send her a message. Yeah, just leave it with Koba. All right. Everybody goes to bed. Do you guys want to talk or anything while you're going to bed? Um. Doing your nightly rituals. You guys not have your own private rooms, just nice. But do we have like can... a a door in between our rooms? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just not a full wall, <laughs> and we do like a home improvement over Put the fence. Put on a fishing cap. Kind of look. And then... <laughs> well, how would I do, to neighbor? <laughs> It's one of those doors that has a lock on both sides, so you both have to unlock it. I'm going to teach you a lesson here with computer security. Now, if you pass the key, somebody... <laughs> <laughs> you do have a door between the two of you. I'm going to go to it. Check on Landris. I, I open my door side. Hey, buddy. What's up? Um, you okay now? I'm worried about my sister. Yeah, I'm worried about my family, too. But... You're smart. I mean, you're right. They'll probably be looking for her before they're looking for Sarah and my family. So, we'll... I mean, looking for people is what I used to do. Yeah. I, I know how you go about it. I've seen the databases. We'll, uh, we'll get her, man. We'll get all of her. It's just I'm... <laughs> I'm so used to when I mess up, you know, I deal with the fallout. I'm not... I don't like it when other people have to deal with my f- mess-ups. If this comes back to my sister, I'd, I mean, then I'd blame myself. Yeah. I, I got the same thing going through my head. And you said she's smart. She probably... <laughs> she's smart. She probably hasn't. She's tough. She's she's probably okay. I guess. I don't know. I try not to think about it too much. Or drive you crazy. If, if Baron was looking for her, he'd have to sift through... A lot of victors, and you, we'd have enough time, more than enough time. A lot of Sarahs, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe tomorrow, Kobo will fly the 
vertebrate and get her over here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll get it. We'll everything will work out. I'm I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Booker. I mean, the whole situation's just sucks. No, I'm I'm beating myself up because I'm thinking may, maybe it would have been better if uh, he just died on impact. I thought he did. I didn't even think about going back and looking for him. I thought he was dead. I thought he was gone. Now he's got to suffer. I didn't want to see him like that. He was messed uh, up. I don't really like him, but he definitely didn't deserve that. <sighs> this is why. This is why we didn't want to tell him where the canister was. You know. Yeah, I know. The, f- uh, the first night we were here, he was begging for a begging to be included. Well, a uh, question, Caleb. Did we know Marcus's last name before this? Yes. Uh, I think he may have mentioned it mm-hmm. once. Okay. Who do you think he was calling in the hospital? Red? To pay for everything? That's kind of what I was figuring, but... Uh, who knows? What kind of connections does he have? That's what kind of gets me. He knows a lot of... Uh, stuff, but it just doesn't seem like he's telling us everything he knows. And I know he's not telling us everything he knows, but a lot of what he knows. A lot of people he knows. And, and then he uh, jumped on us for... I mean, we don't know anything. We just started here. I don't think he knows a lot. I think he's just throwing money at the problem. You think? Yeah. I mean, he just he just buys a facility and buys a bunch of equipment. And what training is there to speak of? What He's just throwing money at the problem. I mean, you know, it's one way to try to deal with it, but I don't think it's the best solution. I, I mean, I'm not complaining. I was thought that, you know, first day we started here, just a bunch of kids, a bunch of people just at this club trying to seem important, you know, throwing money at things and just following people around to, to seem like they were doing something important. But I I don't know. Maybe I was buying in on it, too. I don't know. I think I missed I missed an opportunity. Next, if we see Baron again, you know, he's going to ask for the canister. We need to find out what it is. You think he's going to tell us? Maybe we don't even want it. I know I don't want it. Exactly. Maybe if it's something dangerous, at least we can know something. I don't know if he'll tell us the truth. He'll probably just kill us. I mean, I don't think he's lied yet. He hasn't really had the chance to, though. But every time we've seen him, he just wants to hurt us. I don't know. Doesn't seem like the talking type. He seems like the gonna-burn-you type. Yeah, I I had no doubts that if he had his chance, if we told him anything, we'd get out alive. Uh, I'm looking at your ear. <laughs> Stop looking at it. I can't. It just draws the eye. <laughs> I like cover my with my hand. I'm like stop. Well, look at this. Look at my tail. It's bent. <laughs> it looks kind of normal, almost. It hurts. It a bit. It looks weird. <laughs> Sarah like my tail. Anyway, I guess I guess we need to get some sleep. Yeah, I'll try to at least. You can shut this door if you want, but you know. If you leave it open, it's fine. I don't. I don't mind. I mean, if you want to leave the light on, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not scared, okay? <laughs> I I think I'll close it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. G- good night, Victor. Good night. Why don't you guys sleep a dreamless sleep? <laughs> I have to take off all my wet Usually. armor. It was a dumb idea. It's gonna be really difficult. <laughs> For like thirty minutes, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Before you go to sleep, Landris. Yes. 
Knock on your door. Uh, go and answer it. It's Koba. Hey, I'm about to set out. What um, what message do you want me to deliver to your sister? Whatever it is, it's got to include telling her to get her parents into the apartment with her. We want them all in one place, like you said. I think for a little bit. She'll know it's from me regardless, so I just say, invite mom and dad over for dinner. No jokes. And put that in, like, quotes. Okay, no jokes and quotes, alright? Is that going to keep them over for more than one night? Okay, bring them over for dinner and keep them. Okay. Alright. I won't let you down there. Thanks. Alright, uh, the good thing about a dreamless sleep is that you don't get nightmares. You know, the bad thing is you don't ever dream, but hey, at least this, this is the time when you don't want to dream. Alright, let me just pop these in here. Turn on the TV. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just heating up some Totino's pizza rolls and getting ready to watch the big game. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on online play versus play in real life. That was a great one. We gotta learn all sorts of differences between playing those two different ways. You can listen to Pathfinder Academy on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, put on your favorite jersey, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, I got some chips and some sandwiches, but there's still one thing I don't understand. You said we were going to get to see some players beat up on each other, but I haven't seen them even break out the dice yet. Caleb, you know this is a real-life football game, right? We're not about to watch a bunch of guys play an RPG. I mean, who would want to just sit and listen to a bunch of guys play an RPG? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who, who, would, who would want to do that? Let's take care of some um, bookkeeping stuff. Fun, fun. For the um, base, you uh, Minotaur was uh, first off. You get a you get a battery. So everybody, get, uh, you just get one battery. Whoever wants it, you can take it, Victor. I don't have anything battery powered. Cool, I'll add one. Um, you both get what level are you at? Eight. Yes. You both get sixteen mm-hmm. HP back since you're gonna sleep under the effects of long term care. Um, Stallion was. Uh, occupied, so you guys get to receive a random pharmaceutical. Re-roll a D100. You go ahead and do that. We'll see if it's a good pharmaceutical or a regular pharmaceutical. I got a 41. Okay, unfortunately no. You only have a 10% chance for a good ear, so... Uh, Alright, so I need you to roll a D... Roll a D6. Five. You get a Vive. You get one Vive. Vive. It eliminates fatigue and exhaustion and heals 1D4 points of ability damage. To a physical score of your choice. The first dose taken in a 24-hour period just deals 1d2 points of ability damage to intelligence and wisdom. An additional dose doesn't matter. You only have one dose. Oh, wait. So it heals our physical attributes, but damages yep. our mental attributes. It's not drain, though. It's just damage. Okay. It has an onset time of one minute. It's healing 1d4 to get rid of uh, and hurts you by 1d2. So it's not that bad. Uh, it can be resisted if you want to with a DC 12 fortitude saving throw. Uh, you also get a random gear. So roll, because Minotaur was stationed at the armory, so roll a D100. I'll put the That's Vive in my inventory. That's fine. You get 10% for some good gear. Ooh, 97. Okay, well that, unfortunately. Oh, I thought higher was better. <laughs> no, no, I'm just doing it simple 1%, 1 to 10%, 1 to 10. Roll D25. 4. Oh, well thank you. You saved me a lot of trouble. <laughs> you get grippers. 
Grippers is pretty much like a vice grip. Grippers are powerful long-handed tools that resemble a blacksmith's tongs. Once set, they can be locked into place to grip an object. Used when attempting to pry open a stuck object, it gives a plus two circumstance bonus on strength checks. When it used to attach two devices, a set of grippers holds with an effective strength score of 24. Applying grippers to a creature, then locking the grippers to crush flesh and bone is a standard action that provokes an attack of opportunity and also requires a successful melee attack with an improvised weapon. Once locked, they deal 1d4 plus 7 points of damage. Uh, do you want those, Vic? Yeah. They could help you with yeah, engineering stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. So now you've upgraded your, your med bay's been upgraded to one for the pharmaceuticals, and now you've upgraded your armory to one. So you can now buy armor at cost, and everybody in the team is now upgraded with armor, which is pretty cool, because now that means Koba can cloak. Um, there's, like, super resistant armor uh, that people have now. I think, like, um, especially, like, Stallion has something that's going to make her really good to resist range attacks, which is great, because she's going to be kind of behind you guys if she's on a mission. Of course, you know, Tar is going to have stuff that can deal with more upfront stuff since he'll be up there in the front. It's just, you got, everybody's got good armor now. The best that they can get. Uh, but you guys can now get armor at uh, half co- at half price. It's essentially, you're getting at cost. Which is really cool because there's some awesome armors here. Which includes um, a shield, a hard light shield, a heavy weapons harness. So you can use heavy weapons if you don't have the feet. Cloaking suit, um, st- uh, this sort of thing called a scatterlight suit, which just increases your touch AC. Smart armor, which can transform from, from medium to heavy, uh, things like that. So, do you guys want to buy any armor? Can I purchase the Masterwork Buckler, um, cyberpunk equivalent of a Masterwork Buckler? I want to buy Masterwork Light Steel Shield. Or at least the the cyberpunk equivalent of that. Sure. All right. You guys said you want to upgrade your vertebird next. Um, either armory two for weapons or the vertebird weapons. Uh, whatever we do sure. after this, we're gonna have to do the generator. Right. That's right. Correct. So we gotta think we're gonna be stuck with this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. When would the this upgrade go into effect? After your next mission. I guess armory just to get everyone else upgraded as well. I've, okay, yeah. to get weapons at cost. That'll surely help if you want to buy zero weapons to fight. Right. Mm-hmm. Our good friend, Baron Samiti. Okay, I think that's all the bookkeeping we need to do. So, it is uh, the morning. Everybody goes out for breakfast. And do you want to talk to anybody, or do you want to skip to the briefing? <laughs> Lanners is super self-conscious about his ear and is avoiding people. <laughs> I'm like wearing my hood, and if I don't have a hood, I'm putting on something with a hood. So no, I, I choose not to talk to anyone. Okay. Victor? No, I'm not going to talk to anybody. Unless they talk to me. Shiva sits down next to you guys. And looks up at you and says, Nice ear. <laughs> I said a glare at her. I'm like, really? She goes, oh, is missing part of you upsetting? Well, I don't make fun of you for it. Dude, nah, that's fair enough. Did you see my tail? Yes, I did see your tail, Victor. Just, you know, one is of sympathy. <laughs> I actually think it's rather dashing. gives you a little bit of a unique flavor. Why doesn't Marcus believe us about Baron? I don't know. I was yelling at him. Yeah, I saw. I heard. Hopefully he believes us now. I mean, I, I don't know. Everyone, almost everyone here has seen it. Tar saw it. Koba saw it. You saw it. I saw it. Tally saw it. The, the plane saw it. got knocked down. 
I don't know. I guess it's hard when you when you hit somebody's reality. He grew up always knowing. He's older than all of us. He grew up knowing that magic doesn't exist, and now we're trying to break into his world that maybe it does. No one told him that uh, his ears are round, right? Oh, I don't think anybody has. I'm glad you guys noticed that, too. Yeah, it was, it's weird. It freaked me out. It's worse, worse than his ear. Stop. <laughs> well, the biggest thing I observe is when you hit him upside the head with that hammer, I heard something crack. Yeah, which gives me hope. He's, uh, he's flesh and blood. Fortunately, I think it takes us longer to recover than it does him. I felt like everything we were doing to him was useless because it just took a minute of us just sitting around doing nothing while he just recovered. I mean, if we catch him off guard, hopefully that won't happen again. Yeah. She kind of punches her hand. I want another crack at him. Easy, girl. Uh, You might get your chance. But let's don't rush it, okay? Hey, how's your, um, and I make a Generation X movement with my hands. A Generation X movement? Oh, the WWF memes, not... Sorry. <laughs> I'm referring to a crotch area. <laughs> right, but I need, to, I need to picture what you're doing here. What is this? You generation mean like the NWO? Thing? You mean I, like the... I can't... Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah I you put an X, like you make a... an X with your hands and you... <laughs> yes! Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> uh, uh, she uh, smirks and says, Nothing permanent. It just hurt like hell. He's a dirty fighter. He didn't seem to really have the honor among men, honor among warriors. Most people from a lower Kadesh don't. Guess not. He's a scumbag. Yeah. Was there any doubt? I'm just saying this to you guys because this would upset everyone else, especially Marcus. And maybe I'm wrong for thinking this, but I can't help thinking in my head, what if we just gave him the canister? I look over at Landris. <laughs> what are we doing with it anyway? It's, you know what's on it, right? The the symbol? Yeah, I heard about it. It's, that's like, could be a disease, a virus, a something. And, you know, he hates anthros so much. What if it just kills all, all the anthros? Hmm. It's too risky. Well, it's one of the reasons that they haven't uh, moved forward to Socio yet. They finally got uncomfortable enough that they're going to have him try to examine the canister with all this uh she kind of gestures around renovation they built a quarantine chamber so i think marcus is spending it as as a reward for us getting him out of the fire he's gonna have to risk his neck a little bit and try to examine it <laughs> if anyone's risking studying it at least it's that guy yeah i tell you it takes everything within me not to just tear him apart do you see how he looks at me? Like I'm a pet. Like I'm a... a it, I excite him. It's gross. Yeah, everything I told you the other day, just ignore it. it he's a jerk. He's a he's a, a sicko. He's, Dr. Associate's not here, right? Correct. Eating breakfast, good, huh? Look, whenever he's done being useful for us, maybe you don't even have to rip him apart. If you just say some mean stuff to him, he'll probably try and kill himself again. I'll give him a knife or the gun or whatever. I'll, I don't like him right now. I don't know who I dislike more. Him for messing up half of me, or Baron Smitty for messing up the other half. Why not both? Yeah. There's enough hate to go around. Alright, well, see you guys at the, the briefing. Yeah. Hey, uh, you did a really good job out there. You too. Hey guys, you know what? You know what we three are? We're survivors. 
It's been the theme so far. I think the rest of these people, they've seen some action, but none of them have seen what we've seen. None of them had gone through the crap that we've gone through. The loss. I point to my arm, his ear, to just gesture to Oliver. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't think they really got the skin in the game yet. I think things will change when they start having to put their own skin in the game. When one of them loses something, watch how quickly things turn from words to actions. You're right. I f and I feel bad for thinking that, because they did me a big favor. They saved me. But I can't help feeling how I feel, I guess. Nope. A long time ago, I, I stopped feeling bad for what I thought. What I do with those thoughts and how I take action, those things I feel bad about. But I don't feel bad about what pops into my head. I think about that. All right, guys. She gets up. And y'all go to the meeting? <laughs> no, I play hooky. <laughs> hooky? <laughs> Who's the AAA tr um, truant officer? <laughs> S senior skip day. We just formed a clique, by the way. We're going to be talking about everybody else. <laughs> Bunch of jerks. Yes, you have. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, you guys go to the, the briefing. Marcus is there, and uh, he says, All right, here's the deal. We'll start with Data Dine, I suppose. I had Tar get a call, and it was nothing but the runaround of hold for this number, transferring you, being transferred to another person, and everything was automated. We could never get anyone on the phone that was a real person. We couldn't get intel on location, on, on how to do business with them, nothing. It was nothing but a complete runaround. Uh, uh, we're gonna try a little more on that, but I'm, I'm I fear that's a dead end. Uh, we can try find other ways to figure out who this data dine is. But um, the mission I uh, that we're gonna be dealing with next is seeing who this was being shipped to the canister, and I think that's where we're gonna have Victor and Lanris go since uh, they're the ones that have spilled blood over the canister. I think it's their right to go and see who it was being shipped to. And and you're on a, an in intelligence mission. You need to see if you can't learn anything from whoever's being shipped to, okay? Whatever ways you need to talk to this person or this organization and get it, okay? Dr. DeSocio has kindly agreed. You see he's, in, he's actually in the room now to take a look at the canister for us. And we're going to see if we can't learn any more about that. We have a facility set up uh, in order to quarantine uh, in case the worst should happen. But he's going to be taking all precautions to see that nothing bad happens. Uh, isn't that correct? That's DeSocio. And he kind of nods. Everyone's been uh, outfitted with armor that Tar's been working tirelessly overnight to equip everyone with. Uh, if you haven't gotten your armor, please stop by Tar to get it. Koba's shift ends in... Uh, about four hours in which Tally will be replacing Koba. But uh, Koba radioed in earlier. Everything is status quo for your sister, Lanris. I nod. We've begun, uh, I'm begun planning a way that we can ambush this sucker. Um, but until then, we're keeping an eye on her. Any questions? All right. Well, head off onto your missions. Uh, Lanris and Victor, you can uh, choose anyone uh, to join you. Uh, except for obviously Tally and Koba. Hmm. Man, Koba was my go-to for this. Um, so that leaves us with Kentaro, Tar, um, Stallion. We kind of we need to leave Shiva. Well, you don't need to yet. Uh, for okay. power-wise, anyway. 
because you haven't gotten the next upgrade. No, this is a talkie mission, and Koba's our talkie person. Uh, Data Dine presents himself as a what company? Shipping. But you're heading to the private address. <laughs> oh, the one that the canister is actually being shipped to, not the Data Dine. Correct. There is no address for Data Dine. He just explained how all you have was a phone number, and the phone number was nothing but. Oh, okay. So we're just going to the person. Right. I mean, maybe maybe Data Dine will be somehow involved, but that's not who you're going after specifically right now. Oh, what do you think, Vic? I know Shiva's going to want to go with us, but I don't know if she should. She took a beating, you know? Yeah. I mean, she seemed over it, but I mean, I'm not even feeling 100% better. Well, me neither, but so I think we need someone who is feeling 100% better. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Tar. We're going to Upper Kadesh. You're not going to Upper Kadesh. Oh, I thought the address was in Upper Kadesh. No, no, no. Datadyne was shipping a bunch of stuff to Upper Kadesh. The canister itself was being shipped to a private address. Mm. Oh, do we know, like, generally the area where? Uh, yeah, it seems to be a wealthy part okay, of town. Okay, still. A wealthy area. Let's just flip a coin. What about Kintaro? Uh, <laughs> what? Might be a little soon. Soon for what? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing? <sighs> I vote Stallion or Tar. Yeah... Uh, sounds good to me. And then if we leave Stallion behind, we get the random pharmaceutical. If we leave Tar behind, you get a random gear. Correct. Ooh, that's a tough, tough choice. Um, I'm not, I'm not feeling in the mood to protect anyone. I vote Tar. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. Okay. Yep. All right, you guys will be taking Tar. Head on out. Are we walking or tramming? Uh, good question. I think he's going to leave that to your good judgment. If you want to risk a trade. The last two trams we've been on. <laughs> Developing a little bit of a phobia for uh, <laughs> wheeled carts. Uh, yeah, we can walk. I'd, I'd, I'd rather stay low. How far, how far is it? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> a ways? A good portion of distance. It'll take you half a day. It doesn't yeah. matter when the day is always night. All right, yeah, we'll walk. I'd approach, I'd approach Tar and be like, hey, you want to be our uh, luggage boy again? <laughs> he takes a grenade off off his batch and, <laughs> and goes, no, but I'll blow something up for you. Wait, did he actually just pull the pin? No. Okay. It's like, <laughs> like when you cock a shotgun, he loaded it up. Oh, I thought he just like <laughs> grabbed a grenade I, and pulled the pin. And I was like, it's like, can you put that back? Put the pin back. He field gold kicks it. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see what happens. But you're okay, right? I know you're staying up with the armor and stuff. Yeah, I'm fine. Cool, let's get hoofing. Is that a minute? It wasn't joke? supposed to be, but sure. <laughs> he blows you up. <laughs> All right, you guys go. Uh, and uh, you head out, and you guys are walking through the streets of, of Kadesh. This is, uh, things are generally wet a lot of the times. So we're all coolants and... Different things like that. People are coughing and ruining my podcast. I turned so far away. <laughs> and I run. I turned so far away. I never get oh, away. Um, could I have, like, before the briefing, could I have taken a 10 mm-hmm. to heal on myself just to cure serious wounds? Because I am not at full sure. health. You are not even at full health? Sure. Now I'm at full health. Nah, never mind, I am feeling 100%. Not really, no. <laughs> never again. 
Hey, Brian, you want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow. Should I take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong. I want to send you an image. An image. An image. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so I want you to kind of picture that, okay? I can picture it because right, I'm right. looking at it. All right, thanks. <laughs> oh. All right, but make that into cyberpunk, all right? my mind's eye. You're not literally walking through Boston. my eyes, eyes. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Well, you're traveling through. Excuse Kale for trying to put a little flavor in this. You know what? No more flavor. Everything's just like you walk through the city. It is cold. A, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just imagining this, but instead of it being cyberpunk, it's just a furry convention <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much the same thing, really. All right. Uh, it is actually a very cold night, though. And you smell the food, foods being cooked and things as you're walking through the city. You're seeing... Every once in a while, somebody gets jumped or something, or people talking, and you guys live in the city long enough, you know how to blend in and just keep going. You eventually get to, that kind of gets less and less, and you're seeing a little bit more police. Oh, by the way, I don't think I've, I've ever shown you a picture of the police. All right, sweet. All right, this is kind of what the police, uh, their uniform. For listeners at home, uh, they have, it almost kind of looks like a German uh, helmet, and they've got these bright red goggles uh that are like perfect circles and they've got gas masks and they're covered in like plate armor um it's it's difficult to describe past that there's a link in the show notes almost this is i'm afraid to say this because i think you'll think too much like this but it's kind of nazi-esque but that my intention is not to bring you upon the features of a nazi aside from the aesthetics uh but you see them once in a while uh kind of in the streets which is not the biggest most thing that happens all the time you're, you're getting to a better part of town it's probably why you're seeing it and uh you eventually get to the address and you look up the address and they are political offices and you 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 go in you have the the room number right so you go into this this almost like a vestibule right and there's there's some secretary at the front and uh and there's like these fake plants everywhere plastic plants and stuff which are kind of highbrow here because there is no real plants um, and there's a secretary at the desk. Uh, go up to her. And do we do? know? I kill her. <laughs> we don't know who we're supposed to find. We don't. We don't have a name. You don't. But oh, you do have number. the room number. No, you have a room number. Um, and we say like a a political office. You mean yes. like almost like a town hall sort of thing? Sort of, but it's like a it's it, it's a towering. It's many many floors. What kind of um politics stuff going on here i mean like is this like uh um there's is there a lot of this uh no there is not a ton of this this is pretty much the headquarters for anything that's stationed in lower kadesh uh so you'll definitely get some members of the uh sanhedrin uh their offices are here oh oh no <laughs> the sanhedrin yeah um I gotta, gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> That was actually gonna. That was gonna be my thing. Anyway, um, you said we have the room number, and do we yep. know like just by looking at like signs and stuff? Do we know if that's on this floor or the second floor or the third floor? No, no, it's it's near yeah, the top I floor. Mean, uh, they don't have like a, one of those little plaques or something that tells you the people's names in in the those areas or whatever. 
A good question. Well, uh, no. <laughs> well, shucks. I'm gonna partner. You make in front of me because I'm from the south. <laughs> Why would you think that, Gook? <laughs> Guns and banjos. I don't know how to talk right good. <laughs> hey, it's actually. Hey, pa- hey, Patrick, what am I? Well, partner, what you doing? Oh, come on, you guys don't know the SpongeBob memes. I'm. No, sorry, I don't know as many SpongeBob memes. I am not as up on my SpongeBob as you guys I don't have know Texas in my life. Dumb old stupid old um, Texas. Goober, yeah. <laughs> hey Patrick, what am I? Goofy, 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 yeah. Stupid? No, I'm Texas. Texas. <laughs> What's the difference? Yes. The difference. Okay, now yeah. that we've alienated. So I'm from many Louisiana, right by Texas. I love I would, Texas. I don't. You know what? I don't think we've alienated enough of them. I oh. hate Indian people. There. Now I've there. I've removed half of our audience. <laughs> anyone? Anyone ostracize well, anyone else? Um. I believe there are only already, two um, genders. We've already talked about German people, so we've already lost them. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, can I, I do a? Me. I think I take a ten to my lore police. Um, for a fifteen, would there be any like call for people to check out a room and vet it before people use it? I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah, be more like um, you know, check it for security conflict kind of stuff check it for bugs check it for bombs check it for i don't know before people actually use the room if someone important was going in there you you check it to make sure there's no security threat oh yes sure Mm. yep that's usually yep done by uh you would know that police there are certain police that are just assigned to each member of the council and kind of like a secret service but it's not a separate organization it's part of the police Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of not even just lying to her, just going up and be like, hey, can we go check out that room? Thanks. <laughs> and in regards to this building, like, I assume most people don't have a reason to walk in and out of it. Uh, there's actually, a, there's a lot of people, because you have, like, interns and stuff, and so there's actually a lot of people moving in and out. It's got many floors, many offices. And, like, do we have to interact with the secretary, or could I, like... No, mm-hmm. you don't. I was just... Mu- do whatever you want. I no, I'm just wondering, like, guys. is she, like, in the way, like, we have to go by and check in, or is she just kind of there? Oh, you'll be going by her. You'll be going by right. her, whether or not she notices you as, as you as Is she in one of those, like, half-round desks, you know, that's... Mm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, oh, I knew we shouldn't have brought Tyler. <laughs> is he so big? He just stands out. Oh. Uh, uh, something bumps into you, look down, and you hear... Eat recycled food. It is good for the environment. <laughs> Would you like to make a purchase? It's one of those little bots? <laughs> it is, but this one is like, it's bulky, it's big, it's selling crap that like you don't want and it's too expensive. It's oh, it's okay. no vent bot. Would you like to make a purchase? And it kind of runs <laughs> No, I'm good. Sir, please step out <laughs> of the way. He's he's, see, he's not he's not Venbot three thousand like the other one. He's he's like one of the older. He's Venbot one thousand. He's just not. Thank you, sir. Have a pleasant Boy, day. Uh, it's before they updated what, what, the personality chip. Absolutely. What uh, room number are we going to? Or the, uh, whatever, it but it doesn't 122, really matter. One twenty two. What? Oh, twelve sure, e. 12E. Um, so I'm just gonna kinda like try and look in place, smile, walk right up to the desk, and say. 
Hey, uh, can you point me in the direction of 13E? 13E? is You know it's 12E, yes. right? I'm, I'm intentionally saying the wrong room number because right. I'm assuming it's adjacent. Sure. 13E, yep, that'll be on the 13th floor. Thank you very much. Do you... Oh, yep. no, I think we can find it. Does she have a name tag? Yeah, Charlotte. Thanks, Charlotte, and I wink. As I pass by, I'm like, Charlotte, I really love your hair. Make make a uh, hmm, it's not like a charm check. Make a diplomacy check. Let's see if we can move her one step towards friendly. I'll take a ten for fifteen. Okay, she kind of gives a half smile. Do you want me to call ahead and let the councilman know you're coming? Are they in a meeting right now? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to call to see if he is. Ah, we'll find out when we get up there. Okay, you have an appointment, right? Yeah. Okay. Walk off. Okay. Is there an elevator? Yep, there's a bunch of them. Go to 12. All right, you get to the 12th floor. Bing! Welcome to the 12th floor. Ladies' underwear and apparel. <laughs> joke not Sarah's birthday's that. coming wow. up, so hey. <laughs> Sarah's birthday is my birthday. I thought you'd like these. Councilman offices and perfume. (laughs) All right, you're on the 12th floor, and it's kind of like these long hallways, almost like a hotel, with with these doors that are kind of glass, and they're embossed on them. Uh, What's the word? Um, Whatever. Gloss. It's not the right word, but you know what? No, man, there's a word for it. When you put wording and lettering on a door. Whatever, there's lettering on the glass uh, with councilmen's names on each of them. Tari, can you stand guard near the elevator? You'd look real out of place. Sure, and my name is Tar. He did? Did I say Tar? You what said did I say? Tari. I, I said Tar. <laughs> you said Tari. Put the pin back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to walk by... The room, like I'm not gonna like walk up to it and put my face up to the window, like oh yeah, what's in here? You, I'm you're walk- looking to see if you can see through it. <laughs> like I'm walking past it, okay. And as I'm walking by, I'm gonna like try and look at my peripheral, see what's written on the doors or someone in there. Offices of Councilman J. G. Locke. Interesting. What is it? Um, I, like I said, I'm walking by. Like, do I see him in there? Yep, it's occupied. There's a light on. You can't really see in there. It's a oh, the, oh, so there's the a light glass on. is frosted over, so you don't. You can't see in there, but there's a light on. Hmm. That's... I, I, hmm. Like, I don't want to, like, dwell around his office, so I'm going to walk back. Okay. It looks slightly less natural than when you first walked past. <laughs> I, I'd wait. I wouldn't just be like, sure. huh. And like, you just walk, walk backwards, by. reverse exactly what you did. <laughs> I, yep. Back up. But you see, like, That's... as, like, little, like, you know, like, little ladies and, and different... Um, People who are just like running, doing busy work as they're passing, like Tar. Tar's like smiling, like this very like fake smile as he tries to be nice and nodding to them, and they're like nodding in fright as they walk by him. <laughs> That's that guy from the concert. Uh, how how many people are um are how many of them are anthros in this building? Oh, it's about as frequent as you'd find anyone else when you're talking about just the people you would see. Uh, the councilman is. Uh, less diverse. It's more elf and half elf than it is anthro. Right. A lot of it is uh, pretty much all the elves that were originally on the ship that crash landed are are on the council, but the half elves have all died off by now, and those some of those were replaced with anthros. Do you think we should just bust in there and confront him, or should we just leave with this information? 
That guy, I don't know, it's just something about him. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, but he was really interested in, in us, asking questions. I, I thought he was just being nice. We were the ones being weird. What? How? <laughs> you need to use the bathroom. <laughs> That's not normal? Telling other people. No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, we, like, we don't want to let him know that we're on to him, but we also... I, think I we don't think leave, we should just bust in there. Copa look into him yeah. or something. Okay, hold on. What was our uh, miss? What was our objective? Your objective was to get as much information as humanly possible to see if you can ascertain anything helpful, or I should say, as much helpful information as you can. Do you think this is enough information, Landers? I mean, I don't know. You see, know. some police are moving towards Tar. Uh, we need to do something about that real quick. We need to get out here. Okay, you get to Tar about the same time as the police do, and the police say, Excuse me, sir, I'm going to have to ask what you're doing here. And Tar kind of looks at you guys and says, Uh, we're here to meet with someone. Really, and who are you here to meet with? Councilman Locke. Well, I suggest you get on your way. We have some reports of some people being frightened by your... Acquaintance? Loitering. <laughs> Bovine. All right, guys. Thank you. Any of those will do. Some people but are. Bovine <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, sorry. He can't help it. He was born like that. Mama gave me this face. I tried to turn it back. She wasn't too excited. Doctors pulled me out. And the doctor, the, the, the police kind of is like, okay, well, uh, please go on your way. We we march toward the JG Locke's office after speaking with the officers. And I'm just, like, assuming he's not in a meeting, I'm just going to walk in. All right. Tar looks at you and says, sorry, I had to answer quickly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I couldn't say, oh, I'm standing here while we investigate a lead, and I have these weapons in case you try to shoot us. I thought that answer <laughs> might have worked out worse. Oh, I thought you, you did good with the whole ugly bit. That was great. Do you practice that? Oh, no, that just comes from honesty. You gotta be comfortable with who you are. Uh, all right, you get to the door. You're just gonna open it up. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you see, and these are all like those little individual offices, not very big. And uh, Locke looks up and goes, "If you're looking for the bathroom, it's about four doors down that way." <laughs> That's a good one, Mister Locke. Uh, look, we we just came to apologize and you know try to. Set straight what happened the other night because we are we feel so awkward and it was so embarrassing and I'm like while I'm talking I'm gonna go sit down. <laughs> okay, nice. Like I like this 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 air of authority you're, you're presenting. Uh, he kind of <laughs> stands up and like before he can even like say anything, you're already sitting down. And he's like, um, take a seat. Uh, normally the function for this is you make an appointment. Yeah. Oh no, we saw that there was no one in here and thought we were just you know passing by and. It was just, it was a spur of the moment kind of thing, you know? We were like, hey, that's the guy we saw last night. We made a bad impression. We need to, we need to talk to him. Tar closes the door, and he leans up against it. I, I see. Um, well, I'm always happy to meet with my constituents. Um, what's on your mind? Four more uh, years. As, um, at a game question, like, as a councilman, like, do I know, like, do people vote for him? Like, what exactly? Oh, no, no way. 
Okay. Um, and like, what's kind of their like other than being a councilman? Like, they make executive decisions. Yeah, they're of some they're kind. the government of Kadesh of the entire city of your entire civilization. Okay. Okay. And we can just walk in. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a there's a there's a number of them, and he's obviously not the best if he's in Lower Kadesh. <laughs> true. True. So, uh, what what do you do, Mister Locke? Um, kind of an odd way to begin an explanation. No, I just want to know how, I mean, we didn't get to, uh, look, I, I was a, uh, an engineer in a shop, in a shop and I lost my arm and, uh, so I was just kind of want to know what, you know, what your position is here. You see, he types some things on his computer and the screen turns off. Uh, well, it's a matter of public record, but I deal with certain areas of government as it pertains to the lower Kadesh. And as it pertains to energy production, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit confused. You came here to ask me what I do? No, I was just, I, I was I'll curious. I'll be pleased, he guy stands up and he kind of gives a, a fake smile. He goes, I'll be pleased if you make an appointment later on, we can, we can meet and I can just, I actually can give you some great printed material about uh, what we do. Matter of fact, I think we have different tours that maybe you guys might want to sign up for if you can get more information about your government. Okay, like I said, uh, you know, we actually, last night we kind of got pranked in a case, like, we showed up in the wrong clothes because our friend had the tickets and they were like, you know, it's just going to be a casual thing, we're going to be up in the, up in the nosebleeds and we end up showing up there like that and it was just, <laughs> we weren't trying to avoid you or anything, we were just, you know, so embarrassed to be seen like that in front of such, you know, nice We're not people. really a uh, so people person, people... I'm sorry. I've, I've gathered. I just really respect what the Sanhedrin did, and I just thought, you know, we just wanted to set straight what and happened. I, I, I kind of wanted to know what you did so I could tell everybody, you know, I, I met this guy, and he's really cool, and he's in charge of the energy and all that, so I don't know. Well, no apology needed. I understand completely. Uh, sounds like a fun prank to be pulled on. Surely it is. Uh, but I bear you no ill will. Oh, that's so good to hear. So, uh, uh, your names. He points at you and says, "Lewis, Spencer, S Spencer." Oh, okay. And that was the name I had given him last night. Okay. And I don't know if I call wait. No, I'm fa I'm fantastic with names. Let me do this. Um, Jeremy. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you I was fantastic with names. You are dead on, met. man. I don't believe we've met. Doug. Doug. <laughs> nice nice to meet all of you. And you are here for... And Doug kind of looks at you guys. Um, uh, We're going out to lunch afterwards. I just tagged along. Yeah, we were like, hey, we really need to see this guy because we made a... Uh, Fools out of ourselves, and uh, we just need to apologize, and then we'll go to dinner. Well, surely you coming here has helped assuage any thoughts in my mind that you would be making any more fools of yourselves than you already had. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, we, we're, we're weird. I know, I'm sorry. God has made us all beautiful butterflies in our own way. There's kind of an awkward silence, and he kind of like <laughs> bites his lip a little bit and rocks in his chair. So you, you, you deal in any energy production? Is there any like, new stuff going on with that? Well, that's usually something that stays kind of classified. 
But I can tell you we're always doing our best to make sure that everyone in Kadesh, both upper and lower, have all the power they would ever need, uh, and that it would be delivered to them in a very safe manner. I mean, mine mine went out the other night, you know, for uh, on and off for a little bit, but it's working. I mean, it's, it's good. You're, we're working on it. Really? I didn't get any reports of power outages. Ah, uh, you know, little flickers. Well, we're working on making it more stable so that everyone can live a happier life. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah, no, there's a there's a big company on a breakthrough with that. What are they called again? Um, data something. He's just his, like his eye twitches a little bit. Like I, I read about them. Like they're they're making a bunch of new technology and stuff. And you know they got like a big re- crystal research department, and that's like real breakthrough. You know, up and coming too. Yeah, I think I heard something about that. Uh, yeah. It kind of like bites his tongue a little bit. I'm not familiar. We uh, we we work with a lot of companies to deliver this product to the people. Oh, it delivers to the people, or it delivers here? Kind of cocks his head a little bit. <laughs> That's really good. You've done this better than I thought you would. Um, you guys are clever. <laughs> of course, this building takes up a certain amount of power with the number of people occupying it daily. No, I mean like this office. Because you managed that, right? kind of like right? tapping his fingers on, on the table. What were your names again? It was Jeremy, Jeremy, Spencer, and Doug. Well, Mr. Jeremy, Mr. Spencer, and Mr. Doug, I work tirelessly for the common man like you every day. To make sure that you get the best of what lower Kadesh has to offer people of your position. Oh, like um, the train workers? It kind of licks his teeth. Yes. Because that industry's booming. Of course it is. What about the clinics? There's an awkward silence. I mean, I know a few people who spend a lot of time in clinics. Get hurt a lot. Yes, many of my colleagues are stationed to help make sure that the trams continue to work well and that they recover from any sort of disasters that would happen to them. It is so very hard to recover from a disaster. Not as hard as you might think. Other of my colleagues would, of course, are in charge of helping to make sure that everyone in Kadesh receives the best care that they can get at the different pharmacies and clinics we have around here. I'm sure they keep detailed records of everyone who visits them. Colleagues is such a informal term. Almost an unfriendly term. I'd hate to be unfriendly. As unfortunate in politics, there are times when you must be unfriendly. When it demands you do unsavory things. That's all a part of politics. He swallows hard. Well, uh, I don't think we need to keep you any longer, huh? We're, we're, we're causing a lot of trouble, you know, getting you uh, distracted from your business, huh? Oh, don't worry. You're not going to be causing me any trouble. But you know what? I, I'm a very busy man. I think it, I agree it is time for you to leave. Uh, I thank you for stopping by. Next time, make an appointment, yes? Then I can look forward and plan for your arrival. He goes over and he goes by Tar and he kind of opens up the door, kind of moving Tar out of the way and gestures out. Always so glad to hear from my constituents. I'll be sure to keep in touch.
Um, well, he's walking over to the door and stuff. Um, I'm looking at his desk. Is there anything on it that I could snag while his back uh, is Yes, gone? there is a manila en- uh, envelope on there. Sort of file. I'm going to take a 10 to slate a hand for 20 when he goes to open the door to Ooh. snag that. <laughs> now, question about this mechanic. Does someone get a perception check or do they have to be looking for it? Um, I mean, it's really up to you. Like I said, I'm trying to wait until he's distracted. Like he's probably looking okay. at Tar. All right. Um, 20. All right, very good. I mean, and technically, like, the way it works is that no matter what, with a 20, I do grab it. It's sure, a whether sure. or not he yeah, notices. I, I, I get that. All right. He gestures you out. We'll be in touch. Certainly. And he gives you a big smile. Big, fake smile. Kind of a gritting teeth smile. And you guys leave his office. Like to take the stairs instead of the elevator. <laughs> okay. It's 12 floors of stairs, so have fun with that. And Tar's like, what? It's going down. We doing? Uh, leaving. Why not the elevator? Because they'll be expecting that. <sighs> if we need to get off earlier, we can. I'm carrying less equipment next time. Sorry, we were Rakoba, but you were the next cutest. <laughs> oh, he blushes. <laughs> oh, you. He paws at you. <laughs> All right, anything you can do before you get down to the bottom floor? As soon as, are there fire escapes? Are there fire escapes? This is Lower Kadesh, my friend. <laughs> we all burn in fires. Do you really want to be involved with this anything a... else that has the word fire in it? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm going to try and recall, like, I don't want to just go out the door we came in, the obvious, very obvious entrance. I'm trying to think if I had seen, like, a fire exit or something. They got to have fire codes, right? You could get out through windows. You could try to do some window stuff. Yeah, when we get to, like, the instead of getting off on the first floor, we can get off on the second floor, open a window, and jump out into an alley or something. Okay, you're going to have to do some sort of stealth in some way if you don't want to be noticed, because there are still people walking around the second floor. I mean, I'm good at that. <laughs> no, I can do it. Um, I'm sure Tar isn't, so, like... Who wants to guess how good Tar is at stealth? <laughs> What's that over there? He jumps out the window. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take a 10 for a 27. I'm going to try and go ahead, because I figure I'm the stealthiest by far. Cool and try and just, like, find a route uh, to, like, the nearest window I can get open. Okay. And then... Sh- uh, I need a stealth check from our good friend, Victor. 22. Somebody roll me a d20 plus 4. 13. Okay. All right. You guys kind of see if you kind of wait till, you know... You walk by, you look nonchalant until there's like nobody quite in range, and you kind of go out one at a time. You don't have time to get all three out at, a, at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you go out the window, and you're going to have to make some climb checks here. I can fall from... This is the second story, so it's ten feet. I can do that without taking damage. Okay. I have a high enough acrobatics where if I take a ten, it's nothing for me. Alright. Tar actually manages to climb down with a twenty. What about you there? Twenty-nine. Alright, cool. twenty. You climb on down, and we take any sort of damage or makes any that much of a noise. Head out, and uh, we'll use your same stealth checks, and you guys get into the streets. Yeah, I'm gonna try and use um, what would it be to like? I'm gonna try and move around like bad. Like we want to get back to the base now. Survival, survival. Um, I'll take a ten for a twenty-two. Seventeen. All right, the twenty-two is the best roll. Actually, no, twenty. Yep, twenty-six. Tar is like grabs you and goes this way, <laughs> and uh, he kind of takes you around kind of snaking around the city um and this is going to take you great we're just walking i am going to try and look at the ledger i swiped okay uh as you're going around and stuff and you look at this ledger it says minutes and it has a list of things to talk about and a lot of it is blacked out 
but there are a couple things you do see. Project Dark, Canister, and a location and a time for a meeting. Oh boy. Um, do I have a general, what is it, like a address? Yes. Do I have an idea of where that address is? That would have to be a knowledge local check. Not geography? Geography was places, knowledge local was how to get there, or was it vice versa? I do not remember. Let's see, geography, I think, was had to be where places were, and local was how to get to them. Yeah, so geography is where it was. I got a 21. Yep, it seems to be some, like, just random uh, warehouse sort of thing. Well, that was the uh, second most awkward moment of my life. Yeah. You guys did some great, like, innuendoing. That was great. (laughs) Something bumps into you, and you look down, and it's a destroyed machine, and it says... Sirs, you have forgotten your loyalty rewards. <laughs> and its thing is like in pieces, and it's been trying to get to you for like a day. But there it is. <laughs> and you hear dispensing loyalty rewards. <laughs> and it drops out the that uh, Cortex gun. <laughs> I'm so, so happy I could serve you today, Derry. And uh, you get a Cortex gun. I need you to roll me a D6. Uh, five. This will give you, if you inject it, a permanent plus one to your wisdom score. I'll still be in the negatives. Either one of you can use it, of course. I'm at... I'm not negative, so if you need that, go ahead. Uh, we'll keep it for now. Okay. Um, but How I'm, heavy is that? I'm robot? like, thank you, Venbot3000. I'll never forget you. It's it's burnt everywhere. <laughs> its wheels are messed up. Part, it's like using part of its like soda dispenser to drag itself on the half it doesn't have wheels. And as you guys move, it's following you. It's like, I sirs, put that thing do together. you need, 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 need help? Sirs, I am here to serve, serve. Caleb, does the does this Venbot have a security system in it? Like a camera, in case you try to break it open? Uh, yeah. Victor could get the camera out of that thing. Probably. Eat recycled food. It's good for the envi- environment. That has footage of Baron on it. You want me to do a um, profession? Sirs, please don't leave me. I'm lo- lonely. <laughs> Eight, 18. Uh, for engineering? Uh, yeah, you for 18, you could probably get it out, but you probably would destroy the bot in the process. Sorry, little buddy. I trusted you. I thought you cared about, about me. <laughs> Please don't. What, what are you doing, sir, sir, sir? No, 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 no. And you pull the camera out, destroying Venbot 3000 in the process. You monster. <laughs> Uh, we'll Do you know how much jamming bullcrap I had to pull so that you could have Venbot 3000 be your buddy for the rest of the campaign? You kill him literally three seconds after meeting him. <laughs> I wanted Great. to repair I'm not him, planning but... any nice things for you again in the future. <laughs> You're the one that makes That's the last me. nice thing I do for you. Apparently. Or Venbot 3000. I don't know what I'm more depressed over. Booker or the blatant murder of Venbot 3000? <laughs> you made the arbitrary decision that would kill him. You're the one that decided you need to do it right now. Could find someone better or something. I'm, I'm ashamed. I, I don't, I'm ashamed to play with you right now. I think I need to get new players that are nicer than Venbots. We were putting it out his misery. He dragged himself all the way from the wreckage. He thought you cared. I cared about what's inside of him. <laughs> oh, you just wanted to you. use him. All right. You've use him for his footage. Insight. You've gotten your footage. And you leave behind a crumpled destroyed pile of forsaken trash behind 
that all it ever wanted you to do was eat some recycled food. Is this just like like a memory stick or? Uh, you actually have like a crystal connected to a lens. Gotcha. Let's let's take this as a commentary on robots. <laughs> yeah, this this actually is a deep deep. This is actually this is the thesis of this entire season. Really, here right here, we're all gonna go back to here and say, I see what he was, he was trying to tell us. <laughs> Poor Venbot three thousand. Listeners out there who are artistic, if I don't get fan art of Venbot 3000, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself anymore. <laughs> no, because it's going to be all sad art of like him in the street. <laughs> whose fault is that? <laughs> a Vic putting him out of his misery and, and Landry's just Bot sitting 3000. there going, yeah, buddy. Poor Venbot yeah. 3000. <laughs> Saying him on. Murder him. Murder the robot. Robots have feelings too, all right? Robots Ro- are people too. Robots are tools, Caleb. <laughs> Do robots dream of electric sheep? We're going to finally defeat Baron, and then the true fight. It's going to be like Halo 3, and the true final boss is a little robot. And <laughs> <laughs> then Bot's going to come back for revenge. I trusted you. I tr- 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 trusted you. <laughs> All right. You guys end up making it back, and this is like a, like a whole day. It was This took all day. You guys are actually kind of tired a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you make it back. You're back at, uh, the, at AAA. You're back at base. As we were going back, I just wanted to do a like uh, perception, make sure we're not being followed. Okay, make a perception. That is a good idea. I shall follow suit with your good idea. 25. Uh, 18. Yeah, you're not sure. You, I, I would say that you're not confident you weren't followed. With a 25? With a 25. You're not confident either way. <laughs> Even with Tar's amazing survival check? <laughs> I don't know what it's perception check. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> 14. No, he doesn't know. Uh, where's Marcus? In his office. Alright, I guess we need to go see him, right, Landers? Uh, yeah. And I gotta go tell Koba she's fired and I'm taking her job. <laughs> you mean the one person who's making sure your family's okay? <laughs> uh, you get stopped by Kintaro. Uh, hey, what's uh, up? Hey, Landers. Um, how you doing? Uh, actually, want to say, Victor, Victor, I got something for you. Oh, yeah? What and is he it? He throws, uh, uh, that t- oh, a tube gun at you, and he goes, salvaged it from the wreck, repaired it. You got yourself a grapnel gun, son. Sweet! Figured you could use it since I see this guy climbing all the time. I figured he didn't need as much as you. He's got ropes and stuff and arrows. Yeah, he's like a cat. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's been falling behind. This will help a well, lot. There you go. Thought you could use it. Thanks. I'll let you know when I get more crap going on. Yeah, let us know. Awkward. It's an awkward moment between Landris and Kintar. Like, how are you doing? (laughs) We're going to see Marcus. We'll be out of there in a little bit. All right. All right, you go to Marcus. Come in, guys. What's up? (laughs) I walk in with my hands up and just, like, toss the folder. (laughs) What happened? And he opens the folder and he starts reading through it. Where did you get this? J.G. Locke's office. The councilman? Yep. That's where the caster was going. Um, boy. Yep. Great. So great to hear this goes all the way up to the councilman. Did we just get ourselves involved with something with the Sanhedrin? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Landers, did it sound like he might know who we are? Mm, I don't know. Hard to tell. Feeling in over your head yet, Marcus? Uh, yes. Here's Here's the good thing. You... 
It's all happening in Lower Kadesh. We're not messing with a councilman who had an office in Upper Kadesh, right? You guys didn't make any trips to Upper Kadesh. <laughs> no. All right, that's good news. Maybe this isn't a thing that Sanhedrin is... Maybe it's an independent like this guy's into something. That would be better for us. I'd rather take on one fanatic than a gosh darn hold Sanhedrin. It definitely sounded like he was taking matters into his own hand kind of thing. How did he look? Did he look influential? Any idea how high he is in the Sanhedrin? He's on the 12th floor. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean too much. I don't know J.G. Locke very well. I don't don't, don't know that name opposed from anyone else. Well, he was apparently supposed to sit directly adjacent to Kyle Katan at the concert. Hmm. Well, crap. All right. Well, excellent. Well done, gentlemen. Oh, I also got this. I had to murder a bot to get it, but I got it. What's this? We lost a really dear friend for that. Uh, That is footage of Baron. Moment of silence. Hold on. Okay, yeah. It's a footage of, of Baron. <laughs> Marcus, the entire moment of silence was like looking between you two. I'm like, what is happening? Okay, and he kind of like hooks it up. He actually um, goes, uh, let's go bring this Kentaro. I can hook it up. Okay. So you guys go to the armory, you hook it up, and it's it's video footage of you guys fighting. A uh, scene where you see Booker's grabbed, held over the edge. He's yelling something to you guys. And then Marcus stops the video. Well, sure doesn't look like crystal technology. Kind of looks like magic. Yes, kind of looks like magic. Uh, Locke (sighs) might have an idea that we're on to him, maybe, probably. I kind of took that right off his desk. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't just assume that it disappeared out of nowhere. Uh, That's fine, as long as you guys weren't dumb enough to use your real names. Uh, I'm Spencer, nice to meet you. I'm I'm Doug. (laughs) Very well. All right. And you guys sure you weren't followed? Nope. Great. Can never be sure. But, I mean, we took some pretty dark alleys. Figured it'd be difficult to follow us. Okay. Tally, switch with Tar, by the way. Everything's still status quo with your family. Your parents haven't arrived yet. Koba's resting for her next shift. Well, I think the next thing to do, then, is to go to this meeting, huh? Oh, is there time on it? Where could I find... Two gentlemen very interested in attending this meeting. <laughs> he looks around the room. It's not. A, it seems to be uh, in a couple of days. We'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Right now, actually, we're going to be heading over to visit Booker. If you guys want to come along. Oh, I don't know. Last time we went out to somewhere, we kind of got yelled at. Kind of frumples his mouth. I make a big cringe face. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm sure he'd want. It. I'm sure he'd be happy. Yeah. To see Vic's really sore about that. Like, it really ticked him off. I'm sure he would. I want you guys change whatever you need to do. We'll leave in, a, leave in an hour, right? Good job today. Very good job. All right, you guys want to do anything for that hour? Um, Koba's resting. Um, did anything happen with Dr. DeSocio? Are you finished looking at the caster? Uh, no, he's actually been preparing to look at it. He hasn't looked at it yet. Mm. What does he have to prepare to look at for? I mean, what does he have to, to do? Make sure gather his strength? He wants to make sure he doesn't open, crack open something called biohazard and die immediately. He's getting a hazardous environment suit. He's getting the tools necessary. We have a... Everyone can't just make engineering checks to rip out <laughs> eye sockets of robots. <laughs> eye socket? Come on, Caleb. You're making it sound so much worse than it is. <laughs> no, I'm making it sound exactly what it is. 
cold, steel-blooded murder. <laughs> Poor thing just wanted to be with your friend. I had a whole plan for him to be this great NPC to stay at the base. <sighs> I was All about right. to take him, but then you were like saying like it made it sound like he was too heavy. Yep, this is my fault. We we found it out. This is Caleb's you're, fault. You're really just your projecting you your insecurities him. on us, Caleb. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's it. I wish I had planned that you one. You failed Venbot. Right. You failed him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was me all along. I'm the one that really failed him. Are you gonna do in the hour? Aside from be guilty over murder. Oh right. Um I gotta mentally prepare for talking to the guy I let die. <laughs> and then try to convince someone else to let him die. Hey, Kentaro kinda seemed a little weird around you. Oh, what made you get that idea? I don't know. Just you know what? I'll go talk to him. Okay, he's over at the armory. <laughs> Instead of mentally preparing for talking to Booker, I, I go to Katara. I'm like, "Are you trying to make me jealous with that move?" Huh? Oh, Heinlanders? No, no, not at all. <laughs> kind of raised my eyebrow at him. I'm sorry, but I, yeah, you seemed. I was just trying to cheer you up. I mean. Everyone else was yelling at you. I figured it'd be nice if you had one person that was actually trying to take care of you. No, I, I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I, I went too far. No, I, I, I get it. I appreciate it. Just I didn't want to associate you with Booker and everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it all. No, it's, it, it's fine now. How's Bird working out for you? Let's not talk about Bird. Okay. Why? It's not like you killed like you did Venbaugh. <laughs> You murdering. Katara's like, I think we should talk about Bird, and walks over and rips out, rips out his ocular socket. Yeah. <laughs> huh, how does it feel? Feel bad, huh? Somehow every NPC now is going to know. It's like when you play a game and you do something bad, like in Skyrim, and all of a sudden they all know, oh, you're a werewolf. We know now. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Like in Zelda, where they call you a thief for the rest of the game? Exactly. Yep. Everyone knows what you did to Venbot 3000. He was the only 3000 model. I hope I hope you know that. <laughs> Prototype. Well, I can't wait for the 4000. I cannot wait for the 4000 model. He survived what Booker could not. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you need anything? Um, See, uh, we got new armor in. Or at least new materials to make armor. And I'm still not feeling great. Could use some cheering up. <laughs> uh, and then you just realized like, he laughed out loud. Um, yeah, well, we're, we're going to... Why don't we not associate with Booker again since we're going to leave for Booker in an hour? I don't want to think about that. He drops a grenade to stop all the awkward situation. <laughs> Put like, the pin back I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Uh, abort. Abort. King, king, king. <laughs> Roll new characters. <laughs> Death by awkward romance. I'll tell you, I guess I'll tell you what. Um, why don't we grab a bite to eat? That sounds nice. It's not going to be... It, we're going to have to bring somebody with us. I don't think it'd be wise to go out alone again. Oh, you mean go out think. there somewhere? I thought you meant the cafeteria. Yeah. I mean, if you want food bars, we can go to the cafeteria. But why don't we just grab Tar? He keeps to himself anyway. I'm really thinking about it <laughs> really hard. <laughs> I'm like, maybe... Uh, not... I don't want to make another decision... All right, let's like that. Right, we'll eat some bars. We'll eat some bars. Let's go eat some bars. <laughs> he slugs you in the shoulder. Yeah, that's. I've I've been all today. I've just said, mmm, been craving those bars. <laughs> you get there and 
Man, I hate you so much. Venma 3000 was going to be your new cafeteria lady. Why, why did you decide you it would kill him? All sorts of cool foods for No one you. made you do this. But no, you, no, you don't deserve cool food. I'm not going to work this around to give you cool foods. You're stuck with bars. I, I, Lame algae bars. We got footage of Baron to release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yep. I'm, I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry I thought about something you didn't, Caleb. <gasps> you take that back. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You're sitting down. You're having a really great time with, Ta- with, with uh, Kentaro. Over your- you're sitting there. You're having a great time with Kentaro. It seems to be going places. Tar sits down. <laughs> Third wheels you. The rest of the hour you spend with Tar as well. Victor, is there anything you would like to do? Why does mommy and daddy keep fighting? <laughs> Don't they love each other? <laughs> Victor, is there anything you would like to do to assuage your guilt? I mean, to anything for this next hour? <laughs> um, th- that thing's only a camera. It was only a camera? No, it was a person. No, I mean, it didn't have, like, his, uh... <laughs> it had a family. Guys, congratulations. I think we found the first running joke in the campaign. <laughs> We're gonna run into Venpot's family later. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my dad? He just never came back from work. He said he had something really important to do. People he trusted. He said he had to do his job no matter what. He had to deliver it. He had to give them their loyalty reward. You know, loyalty reward. <laughs> what does Victor do? Uh, Victor's gonna... Well, I was gonna say he was gonna look into um, some of the equipment and stuff, but He's out, so... Oh, he's going to find Shiva. Okay, great, yep. You see Shiva, she's actually in the generator room. <clears throat> hey. Uh, that's usually where she just kind of hangs it. She's going to power down, and when you come in, you say, hey, her lights go from off, and they blink into blue, and she kind of looks at you and goes, Victor. Shiva. How are you? Uh, good, good. I, we didn't, you know, get attacked yet. So that's I, good. That's good. How are you? Um, I've been okay. Been honestly just powered off for a while. <laughs> Wish I could do that sometimes. That's kind of nice. It helps me not have to deal with not being able to murder Dissocio. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm almost there with you. You know, just kill the guy. But we can't do that yet. I hear right now he's actually doing some uh, stuff with the canister, making himself useful. Yeah, maybe that will kill him. Could could kill him. I don't know. Here, you guys are going to go see Booker. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not going. I volunteered to stay behind and look after the base. Why did you go back for him? She looks down. She looks up at you. Why didn't you? Thought he was dead. And I was angry. He said, you know, he said our names and I got family to think about. You remember what he said after your name, right? Not really. Help. He was just trying to get your attention for help. Are you really mad at him for that? No. Would you have done anything different if you were being held over the side? I'm mad at myself, okay? Keep, uh, keep messing up. My whole life's been a mess up. Yeah, welcome to the land of Kadesh. We're survivors, right? Yep. Learn from our mistakes. You want me to uh, 
tell Booker anything if he, if he's conscious? I guess I'm glad he's okay. I'll let him know. Offer still stands. If you need to talk, I'm here. Thanks. Thank you. And I go. As you leave, she says, Victor. Yeah. You know how survivors survive, right? How? They run faster than the guy behind them. Take it easy. She looks down, slouches over, and powers off. I go to the uh, dining area. Okay. You see uh, Landris and Kintaro and Tar <laughs> all eating bars. Is there any coffee made? Yeah. As a matter of fact, you see like Tar's really talking it up, and Kintaro and uh, Landris are giving like really short answers, but he's not picking up any of the social cues, and he just keeps going and going. And yeah, I would try to make Tar feel awkward <laughs> by either talking about really deep stuff and like guilt. <laughs> Which I know he doesn't deal with well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when that begins, he's like, uh, you know, I got a thing to do. And then when that happens, sits down next to you is Victor. <laughs> hey, guys, what you doing? <laughs> I like turn real slowly at Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Very slowly, you hide the sweaty shirt you took from him. <laughs> Just... What you talking about? Which, by the way, you could have bought many sweaty shirts from Venbot 3000. They're only a silver piece I'm a glad piece. he's dead so we can kill this meme. <laughs> <laughs> I would have killed him. I would have held the pillow down right on Venbot 3000. <laughs> Shh, it's okay. It's okay. Go to sleep. Uh, just, you know, just talking. Yeah. So we're going to be going on another... Uh, Mission after this, you know, after we talk to Booker, I guess, so. Going back to that meeting, huh? That's weird. That's in a few days. I don't know. I, I know, but I think we need suits. What? Suits, you know? Look look important. You probably need a hat. Stop. <laughs> Make uh, sure my hood's up again. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just talking. Suits, suits with, like, battle suits, business suits, birthday business suits, suits. you know? Look important. Oh, by the way, Venbot also distributes prosthetic ears. <laughs> Just want to let you know that that was also a thing. He it was again only one silver piece. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Vic? Uh, business suits look important. I I don't really wear suits. Hmm. Where were you? I went to see Shiva. And what'd you guys talk about? Uh, Booker. Oh, like I turn away immediately. Try and try not to think about that. Hey, uh, Victor. Yo. I've got some more stuff in my shop uh, that we salvage that we're trying to fix. If you want to go take a look at that stuff, see if there's anything you want me to fix, why don't you go oh, yeah. take a look and let me know. Yeah? yeah. What kind of stuff? Uh, why don't you go take a look? I'm drinking my coffee. <laughs> I mean, you'll figure it out real quick either way. Faster than he could, you know, rattle off the whole list. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. Pretty good with yeah. that stuff. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. And you know what? Why don't you also upload that video you got to the network? That way we have it as backup. Yes. You don't want his death to be in vain because you lost the footage. <laughs> Looks down at um, his coffee and the crystals seeping in the cup. You look down. Yeah. You no, know, you look down and the bubbles of the cream make a perfect picture of Venbot. You shake your head and it dissipates. I look at Landris, Guitaro. Mm, whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll go check it out. Awesome. Let me know. All right. 
as you leave, Victor, mm -hmm. uh, Marcus passes you by and says, "All right, guys, it's time to go. <laughs> time have to go look at some stuff. <laughs> it's uh, we're gonna get going now, right? Oh. all right. Yeah, that's fine. Back into the vertebrate. It's not like we were doing anything important. Guitar kind of gives you a sympathetic look. <laughs> I'm used to it by now. All right, you guys, uh, you guys get in the vertebrate and you go to the the um, the hospital. And you you get in there and you, and you get you land on the helipad on top of it and you go down to you you um, get to Booker's room. Before you get in the room, Marcus looks at you guys and says, "He's alive. Just prepare yourselves. It's rough, okay?" Is he conscious? Uh, he's been going in and out. I don't know if he is right now. Okay. All right. If you guys need to take a moment. I'm good. All right. He opens the door. And in there, you see Booker. He's, he's covered in bandages. And he's, he's like, perfectly still. And, he, and he's covered head to toe. Head to toe. Completely 100% wrapped up in white bandages. And um, standing next to his bedside... Sitting actually in a chair next to him is Red. And she looks up and says, "Hello." And she's she's this perfect posture. She's standing. She, her she's sitting, perfectly straight. Hey. He's asleep. I walk closer to him, but still reluctant to get like right up out at his bed. So you get closer, you can see the red stains that have gone through these bandages. I mean, be changed soon. Has he, uh, has he said anything? Yeah, um, a lot of it was just the mumbling. He was going in and out a lot during the amputation. So he doesn't have an arm at all? No, it's completely, um, amputated. He has um, a respirator that's attached to some machine via a hose. They said, um, they'll be taking off his bandages soon, the ones that are covering his whole body. We can see his face again. The technology they have here, he's getting the best care. I made sure of it. They expect him to make a recovery by the end of the week. It was a lot of time in surgery. They couldn't just inject him with a bunch of pharmaceuticals because then all the bones and things that were set the way they were would have set badly. They've been trying to keep him into a uh, forced coma until recently. You were, uh, you were there for that whole thing? She kind of looks down, and it's only slightly. She's always very good posture, and then she, she kind of looks straight up again. I have other responsibilities. I wasn't able to be here the whole time, but I was here as much as I could be. Thank you. I understand you two were with him when it happened. Yeah. Who did this to him? A really bad guy. He must be to, to attack. Booker has been nothing but innocent. Naively... To a fault, innocent, and I don't understand why this happened to him. I, is Marcus in the room with us? Mm -hmm. I look over at him, kind of like lean over and whisper, Do you think she can be our media connection? She can get the word out to everyone. Yeah, that, that is a possibility. I don't understand what you guys told me. She, he already told her everything anyway. So what's the point of keeping secrets? Maybe we can use her. I take a deep breath and step forward. I had been kind of frozen in the back until now. And look at Red and say, We know who did this to him, and you've surely heard of the other things he's done. 
random attacks. Lots of bodies. We have him on video. We're trying to find out more about him. You notice, surely notice that we were being really flighty last night with what we were saying, and that's because we didn't want Booger to say too much. And what is it that you're worried he'll be saying? Things that caused this to happen. He was never very good at keeping a secret. No. But we don't want this to be a secret anymore. The guy that did this has been attacking for years. He's been killing people. The media's not talking about him. The police, the judges, they're not doing anything. Not putting out warrants. You've probably never heard or seen about him, but he's a he's a deadly force, and his secrecy is probably the most powerful aspect about him. I know it's a lot to ask someone in your position, but if you could help us expose this person, it would, it would put you in a lot of danger, but it could help us catch the guy that did this. Hmm. Tell me more. And to spare our listeners from hearing what happened last season, last uh, couple episodes, you just going to tell her? Yeah, I tell her about, I, like, I look back at Marcus and I'm like, eh. And uh, granted, like, he gives you okay, I'm going to tell her about Baron Samidi, I guess J.G. Locke, if you want to tell her that much in the canister. As you're telling her this, the um, a nurse comes in and starts, like, just, you know, taking care of Booker. Is this going on? Uh, kind of, if someone else walks in, I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't even think of that. Sure. I should say, after you finish talking about this, yeah, because I don't want that to be a, a problem. That wasn't my intention, sorry. Trying to slide that in. Baron, yes. Baron in a nurse outfit just walks in. <laughs> it's like the Joker in uh, Dark Knight. Hi. I'll consider it. You do understand you're asking a lot. And that's what I said. This goes pretty high up from what we can tell. Hey, now a nurse comes in. I double check hey. to make sure she's not Baron. She's not Baron. <laughs> then again, you've never seen Baron without his mask. <gasps> Maybe this. I've kept saying he the whole time to deceive you. I assumed his gender. The nurse uh, is kind of like checking his bandages and starts like replacing some of them. Uh, but as she's taking things off, she's not replacing some. And it gets to the point that you see in that picture where a lot of them is exposed. And um, Red looks at the nurse and says, Would you be able to wake him? His friends came a long way to talk to him. And the nurse says, Yeah, it, it would have to be pretty quick, though. We, we, uh, we don't want him to exert too much energy. I mean, if he's going to be in pain, do we really want to... You guys came all this way. You should know you can. That you care. Please do it. Nurse goes over to the stuff dripping into him, the IV, and, and she in- injects a little bit of something. Just, you're going to have a few minutes, all right, guys? So make the best of it. I'll give you guys some privacy. She draws a curtain and leaves. You guys are in a, by the way, you're in a private room. There's not like sharing anything. Obviously, Red went all out to take care of Booker. And you see Booker's eyes kind of open up a little bit. They're very watery. He's kind of blinking the water out of his eyes. And he looks up at you guys. And then you hear, like, the heart monitor goes quickly a little bit. And he kind of moves a little bit. And then he stops moving. And he winces in pain. And Red kind of puts a hand on him to calm him and says, Booker. Booker, Victor and Landris are here. They came to see you. And he looks up at you. He obviously can't talk. He's a thing down his throat. Hey, buddy. His hand moves just a little bit, almost making like a wave. I walk over to it <clears throat> and just brush my hand against his hand. He pulls his 
three fingers back to make a point. And he points at your metal arm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. He blinks a hard blink and water comes out of his eyes, whether it's the liquid or a tear. We're gonna get him, Booker. We're getting closer. He barely smiles with his eyes. Everything smelt very sterile when you walked in here, but now that the banjos are gone, you're getting a little bit of a kind of necrotic odor. You... You didn't deserve this. We tried to keep you away so this wouldn't happen, but we didn't do a very good job. No, I'm sorry. He barely moves his neck to make his head shake no. Oh, it's, it's our fault, buddy. It really is. He closes his eyes hard again, more liquid comes out, and he shakes his head no. It's, it's all of our fault. Booker, we did it together. Uh, his heart monitor starts going quicker, and the nurse comes back in. She goes, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to put him back to sleep. And she sorry. puts something in the IV. And Booker's eyes are starting to close. He's like, he's very tired. And he reaches out and, and he grabs your coat again, Lanterus, and holds it until he lets go when he falls asleep. Get some rest, bud. How, how long is he going to be like this? The nurse says, if everything keeps going the way it is, um, we expect him to be able to walk out of here in a week. Maybe in three or four days, we can get the tube out of his throat. Um, we just don't want to take things too fast. A lot of this is also going to be mental recovery. There's going to be a lot of therapy afterwards if he's to to be the same person. But I'm not sure he'll always be the same person. He's gone through a lot of trauma. What about his arm? Red speaks up. I've arranged for him to get a cybernetic implant. She kind of brushes the hair away from his face and says, I hate to think of him being unable to play the piano anymore. Is he going to need physical therapy? There's definitely going to be a lot of aftercare, but I think we need to take things one step at a time. Sometimes you can get overwhelmed when you think of all the things that's going to be required to recover from this sort of thing. Uh, uh, thank, thank you. No problem. And she leaves. Gives you guys privacy again. Red has also provided security. I talked to her over the phone yesterday and explained to her some of the situation. Uh, so we're pretty confident that Baron's going to go for the low-hanging fruit. He's not going to come here. If he is, he's going to get some resistance. You think about it, Red, and yeah, I assume you can contact Marcus. She nods. The door opens up, and in comes Tally, who drove you there. Um, I guess no, Tally is looking after you, so it's going to be Koba. Koba comes in and says, You guys seeing this? Seeing what? She goes over and grabs the remote and turns up the volume on TV and turns the channel to a news broadcast. And you see the captain of the police is out there giving a press conference. And he uh, says, and now to Detective Jimmy Lane of Psycho Squad. And this guy steps up who's kind of like a, a, a Asian looking guy. And he says... Uh, thank you, Captain DeWitt. Uh, the members of Psycho Squad take this assignment very seriously. Uh, we will, and I, I tell you right now, we'll stop at nothing until these men are brought to justice. If anyone, and I mean anyone, comes across the suspects, Victor Irons 
or Lanris Malleus, please proceed with caution. They are considered to be armed and very dangerous. Please report the sighting immediately to your local police department, and Psycho Squad will be there quickly to provide a prompt and effective response. I'll now open it up for questions. And he starts pointing and answering questions. And then the news lady comes on and says, um, that was your press conference held by Captain DeWitt and Detective Jimmy Lang of Psycho Squad. Uh, again, our top story today, these two people are being suspected uh, for the murder of 23 different people on the 237 tram yesterday night. Again, please to take the words of Jimmy Lang very seriously. And she just kind of joins on. And Marcus just looks at you too. Well, crap. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. And if you want to support me and my indie game development company, Raconteur Games, consider purchasing our first game now available on Steam called Close Order. Thank you so very much, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Understand that the nerves were completely severed, Mr. Napier. <laughs> you see what I have to work with here. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Patrick, what am I now? Uh, stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the difference? Ah! <laughs>